0: Hey Jay. Yes. I was gonna tell some Christmas jokes, but uh, I need to know um, how blue am I allowed to get here?
1: I don't know. Why?
0: Uh, like here's this one: Why is Santa Claus's sack so big? He only comes once a year. Uh. Yo, Mama is so stupid. Hold on!
1: Did you do a raunch alert? There's no raunch Raunch alert.
0: (laughs) Raunch alert! Raunch (laughs) alert, folks. Yo mama is so stupid when I told her Christmas is right around the corner, she went looking for it.
1: It's, okay, what are you, Wil, Wilbur von, von der Ramla? This isn't Yo Mama on MTV. A little okay, kid bro, sends, on, sends a letter to it, Santa
0: get. that says, Dear Santa, I want a brother for Christmas. Santa writes back, Dear, dear Timmy, send me your mommy. Ooh,
1: gosh.
0: Yo mama is so short when she went to meet Santa, he said, Get back to work. Can okay. okay, February by March? I
2: don't
0: no, but April, May. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> your face, your face is <laughs> like looking at me like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? <laughs> I've been finishing the joke. Oh, dear Is what made it good. <laughs> One more. Let's get the hell out of this
0: this is a dank this, this is a dank pit yeah, we've fallen into. Yeah,
1: this void.
0: How is Christmas like your job? I don't know. You do all the work and the fat guy in the suit gets all the credit. Oh my fucking this is hmm We need to report this website. We do. Let's start the show. When well, is a
2: podcast and you're listening to it today.
0: Hi everybody, welcome to episode 57 of the World Famous Wear Not Naughty Podcast, Podcast. coming to you live and in color from the Respect Buffet parking lot. That is right. One person listening will get that reference. Exactly. Exactly one, but you know who you are, pal. Yeah.
1: My name's Chuck. Hi, I'm Jay.
0: And uh,
1: what's going on, Jay? Uh, Nothing much. How are you?
0: Living the dream, brother. Living the dream.
1: What's today? Today is the ninth. And it is, um, what is the 56th anniversary? We haven't done that in a while. 57th? That's what I said, dude. What are you, deaf? Uh, I was going to pull a Marty McFly and say, What are you, deaf and stupid? But, you know, that's that's mean and rude.
0: I thought that was, um, Biff that said that, no? No.
1: Marty says, Remember, what are you, deaf and stupid? I said no! Oh. No! Okay.
0: 57th anniversary.
1: Let's do the right answer.
0: Although there is is not a traditional gift associated with 57 years of marriage, the modern symbol is a mirror, or glass. Nice, dude. So, I'll hook you up with a nice bong, dude. That's made of glass, because weed's about to be legal in New Jersey. Yeah,
1: and you you know what happens when you smoke weed? You get the munchies. So today, folks, it's National Pastry Day. Damn. From danishes to croissants, pastries are enjoyed by people all over the world. Pastries have a higher fat content than bread. That's what it says. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks sho- for the info. Shocking. Appreciate it immensely.
0: Um, so uh, another thing is the McRib is officially out. I think next on uh, possibly on next week's podcast we might taste test some McRibs because yes. I've I've never had one.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to.
0: It's it seems seems like something that we have to do
1: now. Do you want to start busting out some news here, bro? Give me some news, bro. Tell me what's up. Tell me what's going on in the world. Give me your top five villains of all time. Villains? Yes. In any... uh... Sure. Uh... Something that sticks out. When someone says villain, boom, that comes to mind. Uh... Uh... A menacing presence.
0: Hans Gruber, Die Hard. Okay. Um... Jeez, that's uh, it's tough to narrow down. Um, I don't even like Star Wars that much, but Darth Vader certainly is is memorable, right?
1: Uh, okay, I agree. Uh,
0: Lord Voldemort.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no, hey, okay. Two uh, more. Two more. Um, sorry to throw you out there like this, and. Do slasher, catch, does slasher does slashers count? Sure. Like,
0: uh, yeah. So like, so fucking. Uh, like Michael Myers. Okay. And um, let's say... um, Uh, Frederick Kruger. Frederick Krugar. Uh, Let's say uh, Castor Troy from uh, Face Off.
1: Okay, well, let's... Let's,
0: Had to throw a little Nick Cage in there.
1: Okay, let's go with that. Well, you named him. Number two, Darth Vader, the original, has passed away. This was a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I did
0: see that, yeah. Yeah,
1: Dave Prowse, who played Luke's father in the original trilogy, said... You always remember the bad guys. Yeah. Now, have you ever heard his his audio of what he was supposed to be for?
0: Like the like like he he actually like did a take of the he of didn't the do voice a take before he did, James Earl Jones. He
1: did. He was the he thought that he was going to be the voice, so he did all the dialogue for the movie.
0: And they just thought he wasn't menacing enough or something.
1: Do you want to hear it? Yeah, definitely.
0: That sounds interesting. Being the
2: right voice for Darth
1: Vader was another challenge. And
2: action! Lucas had never intended to use the on set vocal performance of David Prowse.
0: Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers of this vessel. No, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I can no. still hear David oh. Prowse's accent in the Darth Vader. Wait, mask. wait for this, this next one. because he would do the real dialogue. I'm trying to curse Carrie
2: Fisher or something. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away.
1: Yeah, I don't think that would have worked.
0: No, I mean it's a gr- he's got a cool voice. It's very um uh, sort of theatrical sounding, but it's
1: Yeah, I think he probably would have worked well more as uh, you know, like a rebel, the rebel alliance, someone in there, not necessarily like a menacing character. He doesn't, he doesn't have the voice.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's. I mean, like I said, it's, it's not a, it's not a totally uncool voice, but it's not, uh, not, not what that should have been. Yeah, right. I think, I think, she, I think, I think the chub boy, James Earl Jones was the right choice. Oh yeah, there. he
1: represented, because it said, the British weightlifter turned actor who played Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy has died. He was 85. This is a few weeks ago again. Prouse died Saturday, a few weeks ago, after a short illness. Uh, his agent, Thomas Bowington, said Sunday, adding to the CNN, May the force be with him always. Paul uh,
0: Brown from Culture Pops was very upset about this. Was he? That's uh, culture with a K.
1: Yeah, how do you spell that? <laughs> uh, director George Lucas saw Prouse in a small part in The Clockwork Orange and asked a six foot six actor to audition for the villainous Vader. For the, or the Wookiee, Chewbacca, in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, Wars.
0: and, like you, the, and he, when he made the choice, like you said, he said people always remember the villain, right? Right, yeah. so
1: Prowse became friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger through bodybuilding, note CNN, and went on to serve as a personal trainer for Christopher Reeve when he played Superman. Prowse was also known for a generation of British children as the Green Cross Codeman, a superhero in a series of road safety adva- <laughs> advertisements. No shit. Yeah, so... Oops.
0: Well, rest, rest in power, my friend. Yeah, definitely. You, you I, made your mark on the world, certainly.
1: I think they definitely did. I mean, when I said, you know, name a nemesis character, and yeah, he the first, well, second one that came to you. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, the, it's just the combination of all of that, like, you know, it, the, the the costume and the voice and the Imperial March, the music, and the you know, it's. it's, it's Look, we we can get into the fact that I think Star Wars is pretty overrated another time if you want, but there's no question that he was fucking cool. I mean, even like if you go to uh, the prequels, like, like Phantom Menace is an unwatchable piece of shit movie, but Darth Maul's pretty cool. Never saw it. Then consider yourself lucky. Okay. Dude, that movie's mad racist. I was just... Oh, yeah,
1: we talked about that yeah. before on the podcast, I remember.
0: <laughs> so uh, what else you got?
1: Well, you played sports when you were... In grade school, correct? And high grade school. Grade school, high school, yeah. yeah. So, did you ever have any girls on your team?
0: Not on my team, no.
1: Okay. Well, when I played sports in my my grade, there were always, there were two girls that always played on the men's team. This, um,
0: like what sport?
1: Uh, we're talking soccer, we're talking baseball, we're talking football. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So, this girl's name was Emily. I don't know if I should give her a last name, but she played on all the sports Emily teams. Smith. <laughs> Emily Smith. Emily Art Wright. Uh Emily, Art and there was a girl named Brooke, and they both played sports with the guys. There was no girls' teams, you know what I mean? So, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a 30-yard kick, and it made history in yeah, college football. Yeah, I did hear that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Sarah Fuller is a Power 5 football's first female player.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it, it makes me wonder how long it'll be till there's a female punter or something in the NFL. I,
1: I would I would have to say this. They could have left the whole reasoning why she got the opportunity they just could have said that she came on she kicked and that's it but then they give the whole reason why
0: you thought they over explained it a little
1: I thought they over explained it way too much I think props to her for being able to do it I think I know I think it's good that she was a part of this and it should you know hopefully motivate more people more women to be involved in these kind of sports and be accepted but um what did it say here Let's, let's, let's read the story. 30-yard 30 30 yard kick, making history. Yep, it happened Saturday when Sarah Fuller kicked the Vanderbilt Commodores and uh, kicked for them and became the first female player in a Power 5 football game. Uh, honestly, it's just so exciting, she said. Her perfect kick in a 41-0 loss to Missouri. The fact that I can represent all the girls out there that have wanted to do this or thought about playing football or any sport, really, and it encourages them to be able to step out and do something big like this is awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I, I'm I think that's rad. And you know, just think in the same year, you know, if 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 justice isn't served and President Trump doesn't get a second term, we're even going to get a female vice president.
1: There you go. Uh, I made the. Uh, she says that uh, Fuller said yes, and I've always been kicking balls on the football practice field for hours. I made the first one, and I just kept. I just kept making them. Vanderbilt was low on the specialists due to coronavirus testing, but did well enough to travel. Did well enough to travel as the team's only kicker. You know, I mean? I think that's kind of downplaying it, you know, saying stuff like that. Just,
0: it's, it, you, no, that's totally, it. Yeah, it's like, quali- like you don't have to qualify it. Like, it's right. a cool thing. Just write that it was a cool thing. Like, don't write that, like, it occurred because this, like, random series of shit happened. No, yeah, totally. I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I, I, when I was reading the story, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I kept reading it. I was like, well, there was all these coronavirus so we had to get her. And, you know, she did all right, I guess. No, like, like you just said, let it go. Just tell the story and shut up
0: yeah yeah i I agree, and I think that's a dope story
1: yeah i'm I'm with you one hundred percent you're a fan of pranks, right
0: uh to a point i th- i think they can get a little mean spirited at times
1: i know you i know you're wearing your trucker hat and you have your punk t shirt on, and I know you love Ashton Kutcher and the t v show punk right I know you do
0: I like the impractical jokers, that's something,
1: and punked. <sighs> Well, th- Are
0: we really about to talk about punk
1: <laughs> A Thanksgiving prank rattled NASA in 1991. It involved a Turkish satellite. Talk to me. Okay. He missed, he missed a key word in the phone call he answered at Mission Control in Houston in the early hours of Thanksgiving 1991. Lead flight director, Milt Heflin, Picked up the phone and was given...
0: Ground control to Major...
1: (laughs) (laughs) ...and was given a warning by his flight dynamics officer. Air Force trackers who monitor orbital traffic had determined an an active satellite from Turkey could potentially collide with space shuttle Atlantis in just 15 minutes. The crew on board were asleep and couldn't be warned based on their current positioning. They were about to uh, enter a communications blackout period. As Eric Berger writes... Uh, Hefflin had no option and was livid. The Air Force generally gave 24 hours notice in these cases. And if the satellite did indeed make contact, all lives could be lost. But there was the one word Heflin missed. Remember, turkey. So on the monitor screen, there was a giant turkey. They programmed it into the satellite feed. <laughs> there was a turkey on the on the monitor. Coming that seems across. like kind of a mean joke. Well, I think what happened was is that it got to... He, he didn't hear... He was joking. It was, the The whole idea was... They thought it wouldn't just, go
0: that far? He,
1: the idea was him to say, yo, there's a turkey. You know, look at the satellite. And he would look and see a turkey and laugh. But okay. he heard a Turkish satellite... And immediately jumped. It
0: ended up getting a little out of hand. Yes. So how did the thing resolve? How did the whole thing resolve itself? Was somebody was somebody finally have to fess up that it was a goof?
1: No, it was a goof from the beginning. Like right. You
0: know- but how did he how did he come to understand that it wasn't an actual Turkish satellite? Did somebody have to tell him?
1: Yeah. What happened was is that when when he was going through the process to try and get in contact with him and being angry, they told him look at the.
0: And it was a turkey,
1: right? Yeah, they and said, "Look, like, uh, look." Okay, I don't right, think he was okay. like. Uh, he, was like uh, he was like, "Don't ever joke like that again." So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't pretend. Yeah, that's man. I wonder if somebody got fired over that.
1: Yeah, it did, it didn't give too much information. It just said that it was it was like something that was a major event, and there were, everyone was scrambling to get you know.
0: That, that, that Get would be that would be a NASA person's sense of humor, wouldn't it? Dude,
1: totally. Those <laughs> NASA people, totally Net. like nerds.
0: <laughs> and plus, they're 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 full of shit. You know, they fake the moon landing. Dude, yeah, anyway. total
1: geek burgers. You know what I'm saying? Now, what's your password for all your social media and everything?
0: Uh, it's it's chalk one two. No, it's um. You know, weirdly enough, um. Mm. When we first started, my baby. damn it, folks
1: didn't work. I tried to get him, but go ahead.
0: I thought you wanted the origin of it. Oh no, no, no! no. I was just, I was just uh, trying to okay. get
1: you to no. But go ahead.
0: No, it's not important. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just because it's not like like. Like my pin number is the last four digits of my childhood best friend's uh, phone number. Okay. So it's like something that I'll never forget, but something that nobody else would ever guess. You know what I mean? Of course, understood. And like my my password that I use for everything do- doesn't mean anything. It's just like a, just like a, a word and a number that I know I'll remember for various personal reasons.
1: No, I got you. Yeah, I'm I'm the same exact way. I don't I don't keep anything. You know what I mean? That 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 someone could latch onto and be like, oh okay. Yeah. He likes cheese, so I know his passwords provolone 92 but (laughs) shit now i gotta change my okay want to make a hacker's day use one of these passwords nordpass has released the worst candidates for 2020 is
0: that our company we're not nordpass
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we get how brain melting it can be to remember all your various passwords really we honestly truly get it but you've got to try harder so we have a list of a bunch of passwords that are hackers' dreams. Okay, can you do you think you'd be able to guess any of them?
0: Well, pass password.
1: Very good. That's yeah. number four.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they always say religion is a bad one. So, like Jesus. Uh,
1: that mo, it's most one through ten is mostly numbers.
0: Okay, then tell me.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, fuck you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Picture one. Password.
0: Are, are people really this stupid?
1: 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8.
0: Don't answer that, folks. In case you're... 1,
1: 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. And then we have the famous Spaceballs one. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0. Why? Yeah.
0: Why? Come on.
1: I know. Just uh,
0: like at least like write like six nine six nine or something
1: i mean it's it's pretty cool that, that they went through I don't understand how they did this but they went through all the passwords that were used and they have a list of how many people use this password how is that even legal doesn't seem like it i I guess it really doesn't matter so give me the numbers of, on one okay let's see um number one twenty eight password is blank one eighty two 19,956
0: people nah, use that I gotta password. change my password. <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Um, MySpace1. Get the fuck out of here. 26,363. Uh, Fuck you. No, I'm just saying that to eat. No, yeah. fuck you is number 86 it's 25,618 people use that what as a if, password
0: what if anybody uses uh uses the word nipples as an homage to cable guy i know you love that movie
1: uh i don't see it on here uh number 150 batman 18,000 people use that amanda oh fuck you won bro <laughs> 18,000 people so, I think it's pretty interesting.
0: No, that is interesting. <laughs> Where's fuck you 6 9 full?
1: <laughs> they have AD, ASDF, trust no one, T-R-U-S-T, N-O, number one. Certainly. I mean, come on, dude. So, anyone out there that has these passwords, Bosco. please change them immediately.
0: How many people do you think changed their password to Bosco after they saw that Seinfeld episode?
1: I don't know. I would have to say, I think one, two, three, four, one, 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 like all of those are just very common because they're easy to remember. Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. Fucking get yourself a complicated pin number. Write it. Write it on a little scrap of paper and lock it away somewhere in case you, in case you forget it.
1: Well, here is the thing: have you have you ever do you remember your first password?
0: Uh, do you ever
1: do you ever remember putting a password on anything? Do you ever remember that? because I remember my first one I was playing Duke Nukem 3D and there was there was a parental lock so you couldn't see the girls when you uh, gave them the money yeah and my password was J Hill no so I told I had it on nope. you know
0: was it pronounced as like a like were you yelling like
1: J Hill no 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 I just wrote like I was like okay well I shouldn't be I shouldn't be looking at this so I'll just write J Hill no So then, Brett, our friend,
0: friend of the show, Brett,
1: Brett, friend of the show, Brett, tried to come over and crack it. He's like, "I'll crack it so easy," and he kept going, kept going. He's like, "Dude, I don't know what it is." I was like, "It's Jay Hill, no." He's like, "Dude, I never would have guessed that." I was like, (laughs) "See, do you remember one of your first ones?"
0: Um, man, Punkmaster Two. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny is when I when we got our first computer when we were in when I was in like sixth grade. One of the first things that got taken away from me, like when I got in trouble, which was quite a lot, was AOL. So mm. my dad was uh, changing the password on my AOL account quite a bit.
1: Ouch! What was your screen name?
0: Well, the first John uh, was he he created it. It was CDR sixty three, which is my initials and my f- my football number. Oh, nice! And then. Um, Chaluch, which is um Charles in Italian which is a uh, a nickname my grandmother had given me. Okay. And then uh then it went from there. I think the next few had Xs in them obviously.
1: So Charlouche it was just an, it was just one word. You yeah. didn't have to put any numbers on it? No numbers. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, what
0: were some of your early screen names?
1: Oh, gosh, it was shoe size 23. <laughs> um what else was it? Um jersey style? <laughs> Um, Str- waiting the alley we're with uh, our hands <laughs> uh, Strength 691 that was my and people would contact me all the time saying are you the actual band? <laughs> and I'm like no I just like them
0: Strength 691 for anybody under the age of 35 is, is an old hardcore band from New Jersey from
1: New Jersey they were a melodic hardcore band they were like one of the they were, they were pretty early in the whole melodic uh, hardcore scene. Yeah,
0: it was like, what, 96, 97? I don't know.
1: I don't know what they were, but I really liked them back then. So what else you got? So, animal fries, bro.
0: Uh, from In-N-Out, yeah.
1: You ever chomp on them? Fuck yeah, man. And w- what is it? It's just fried onions, uh, Thousand Island dressing.
0: And some, I believe, ground beef. Okay. Yeah. You're a fan? Yeah, yeah, they were good.
1: Well, dude. Coloradians spent 14 hours in line for an In-N-Out Burger.
0: Oh, I saw that! Yeah, they were lining their cars up like the night before. That was a little wackadoo.
1: Never underestimate the appeal of a burger from In-N-Out Burger. Two new locations of the chain opened in Colorado Friday, and police reported people were quite literally spending their entire day in line to get the state's first taste of the popular chain. Rural police tweeted this about the location in in an open letter saying in and out burger is now at a 12 hour wait I repeat 12 hours traffic is traffic is still significantly impacted in the area surrounding the mall they will close before you get to the window most likely meanwhile Many other local eateries do not have a wait. Hint, hint. <laughs> they later tweeted that they estimated the wait at 14 hours and noted that the line looked to be as long as two miles and wrapped around the mall twice.
0: So I was incorrect. I thought they had meat in them for some reason, but it's cheese, caramelized onions, and Thousand Island dressing. Oh, okay. Which it says, it says um, um, or signature fry sauce, but it's it's Thousand Island dressing, yeah, basically. Exactly. I've Come tasted on. it. Yeah. Who are you? Some,
1: some slack-jawed yokel? Come on.
0: Um, you know, it's funny, I, I think that's insane, like, I've had their burgers, and they're good, but they're not, they're not worth any sort of weight, and you
1: know, the funny thing is, it's like Chick-fil-A, though, their chicken ain't chicken,
0: chicken's pretty off the chains, bro, oh,
1: please, you just ate at Royal Farms last week, what do you think about that,
0: (laughs) their chicken's pretty off the chains, bro,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, Royal Farms is,
0: yeah, that place around the corner from you? Their chicken's pretty off the chains, bro. What place? The place right on the... Uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> um, but, no, I noticed that around here, too. I don't know if it's a function of, like, just not having a lot of, like, legitimate restaurants. But, like, when Royal Farms came, like, you, I was wait, I waited an hour for my chicken the first time I went to Royal Farms. And even, oh, like, damn. we just got a Texas Roadhouse. And it's packed every fucking night. Like, it's just... People in certain places just seem to get very excited if something different shows up. That's
1: true. Yeah, but then then the uh, the novelty wears off sometimes pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, Royal Farms was empty. It was just us and our new friend Sarah last week.
1: Oh, this is this is what this is what I will say. Do you remember when um, Old Country Buffet opened?
0: I don't remember when it opened. No.
1: Dear Lord, the line was around the entire store; like you couldn't even get in there. Then by the end, it was all just. Yeah. You're eating there? That place is disgusting.
0: Yeah, I guess the restaurants are like you know. Profusely. It's it's like the new shiny toy. I mean, the novelty of In and Out will probably take a little a little longer to wear off because In and Out has this whole like culty reputation or whatever. But I'm sure eventually, like. Eventually, it won't. It won't take 14 hours to get your in and out burger.
1: Well, have you ever watched? Are you a fan of like watching anything on uh, YouTube, like mukbangs or anything like that? A little
0: bit. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I don't frequent YouTube as much as some of my
1: friends. Okay. Well, if you want to see the original mukbanger in America, his name is TJ, TJ Toenail, and you need to check out his blog because that's where the videos are. I sent them to you, correct? You and did. Should, yeah. Okay. So, TJ, props to you for being the first American muckbanger in the States. Okay? (laughs) I'm I'm giving him that.
0: Props to you, T-First, in the Gimme Gimmies. Yes.
1: Okay, so their final update in the afternoon stated that the last car that will be served tonight has been marked and is estimated they will be served around 2 a.m. We anticipate continued traffic impacts in the coming days, so please use alternate routes.
0: What the hell do you do in the car while you're waiting for hours for your fucking out Probably
1: In-N-Out drool burger? everywhere. Oh, jeez. Maybe you'll find another great local eatery to support. The Denver Post reports that In-N-Out anticipated selling roughly 60,000 burgers at Aurora location this weekend. Jesus. But didn't they just legalize marijuana, too?
0: Uh, not just, it's... It's been a little bit, I think.
1: What would you say? Just two years, three years? I be, Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking
0: about it on a very early episode of our podcast, <laughs> yeah, and it's coming that, up. It's coming up on two years now. That
1: recently, see what I'm saying? <laughs> the second location opened in Colorado Dude, Springs. We're almost two years
0: into this thing,
1: where the Gazette reported lines for the drive-through were more than a mile long. And that the mid afternoon wait was at four hours.
0: Yeah, that's that's psychotic. I mean, i am sorry.
1: Colorado's now the seventh state to host In and Out Burger location and other locations. California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Texas and You tall, Jay. I'm really
0: God, with that again? Really? <laughs> I have to bring up Um I'm I'm really not a fan of waiting in lines anyway. Like there could be something I really want and like if if I if I got to wait 10 minutes in line, I'm pretty much over it. So 4 hours is just that's that's a that's a non-starter for me.
1: I don't know. I, yeah, 4 hours for a burger not really not worth it.
0: No, unless it's like No, there's no there's no burger I'd wait 4 hours no. for. Unless it was like unless the bun was made out of hundreds or something. Totally <laughs> you
1: know? dude. Yeah. Dude and they had like gold sauce and stuff. <laughs>
0: I don't need gold (laughs) sauce. You can't spend gold sauce.
1: (laughs) Says you. All right, folks. So that's my news. You You know how I do it. I keep it short and sweet.
0: You got a sauce guy? Is that what's going on,
1: dude? I got this hot sauce pit boss. True. All
0: right, whatever you said. (sighs) Moss grows on rocks. Okay. Whatever you said. We'll be back. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you for your news, Jay. You're welcome, Jay.
1: What, I'm gonna dude?
0: Ta- I'm gonna take the reins for the main segment here. That's fine. I got some I got some some stuff we can do here. Um, I made you a very special Christmas themed cameo quiz. Uh, for those in uh, not in Django the know, Bell. For, for those not in the know, um, cameo is a uh, website wherein you can pay uh, an amount of money for, uh, to get an A, B, C, D, or maybe in the case <laughs> of a couple of ones this week, an E list celebrity <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> To leave you a message, you know, uh, for a minute or two, wishing you a happy birthday or s- celebrating your your podcast, or just in the case of um, Tim Capella from uh, the Lost Boys, telling TJ that he still believes. Yeah. Well, I still, still believe. <laughs> what well, that one is still legendary. <laughs> um. So what I wanted to talk about, uh, real quick before we got into that, is the the WWE wrestler, the Undertaker. Who is has been very famous for about 30 years, uh, for like doing what they call living the gimmick, like never being photographed wearing anything but all black, and never being himself in public, has has started to like, because he's supposedly really retiring now, so he's he's started to loosen that up and like be himself, Mark Calloway in, in public more and one of the things was for he did 30 cameos, he would only do 30 at um, at $1,000 a piece and I, I don't know which ones are which but I thought maybe we'd do listen to one or two of them because I found them very jarring and kind of funny, like not in a good way okay, you, so, tell, you tell me what you think,
1: alright let's hear these here we go
2: Hello, Sebastian, (laughs) it's The Undertaker. And your mom reached out to me. She told me you started a new school this year. In fact, she also said that you were quite the baseball player. So, from The Undertaker to you, Sebastian, I wanna wish you the most merry of all Christmases. mom loves you very much and the undertaker well it wouldn't be christmas without a rest
1: in peace
0: yikes hello sebastian (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know there's something just very weird about that to me i don't like it
1: (laughs) you you want to do one more yeah let's do one more hello sebastian (laughs) It's the Undertaker. Your
0: mom tells me, you, "Mom, you've been talking to the fucking zombie funeral director again."
1: Mom, your mom's pretty cool. Like she like told me some cool things about <laughs> you. Dude. All right, let's see what we got.
0: So, she told me you like baseball. What are you looking in my window, you fucking creep?
1: Yeah, come on, Undertaker. How dare you?
2: Hello, oh, Dan. Hello, <laughs> oh, Dave.
0: And it's Dan. the Undertaker. Who else would it be? From it? what
2: I understand, you guys are South Dakota's version of the Brothers of Destruction.
3: Oh.
2: Big time wrestling fans. Well, for being fans, I wanna say thank you. But this Brother of Destruction thing, I don't know. I don't wanna to have to call Kane and us take a trip to South Dakota to meet you boys personally. So you guys just keep being fans. If not, you both may rest
1: in peace. Wow. I realize that...
0: I may have to call Kane, but he's too busy being the mayor of his town and
1: telling people they don't have to wear masks. I'm looking at this video right now, folks, and Undertaker's hat is exceptionally bigger, or is he just getting smaller?
0: Um, Do you notice that? That looks wider brimmed, yeah. Not
1: even the the brim, the top half of it. Ooh. He looks he looks. Uh, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna throw it out there. I think Pharrell got a hold of him, and gave him one of his hats. And Pharrell and Undertaker are working on a new hat line. Remember come, Remember Pharrell had that big hat he was wearing all the time.
0: Come along, Undertaker. Let me give you a hand. <laughs>
1: Because you're resurrected. (laughs)
0: Uh, So yeah, that was like, like I'm not crazy, right? That was like a little bit douche chill inducing.
1: Yeah, I just. Who's this one too? I just want to see who this one's too. Yeah, who's here? Hey, Brian.
0: Hello, Hello, Brian. Frederick. Oh. Henry. Oh. This is the Undertaker. Frederick. Okay. Frederick, vacant. Reached
1: out to me. Oh my gosh.
0: Thousand bucks, man. <laughs>
1: well, hey, I don't think my
0: mom would pay a thousand bucks to get me a video message from anybody.
1: I don't believe it. I think she would if the under, if she if this was back in the day and you were in your in your height of hype for this. <laughs> you don't think so?
0: Not a thousand. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's let's no, get this quiz done. No, and I'm not saying that's that's a good thing. I'm not I'm not talking shit. I think that's oh.
1: a, I think that's a good thing. Um, so let's hear this holiday cameo quiz you got for me. Let me just. Get my one right, and then get every other one wrong.
0: Um, True story. My friend Chris was uh, looked into,
1: uh, this is only vaguely
0: related, but he looked into booking Beetlejuice for my 30th birthday party. Oh, okay. But Beetlejuice Beetlejuice needs 10 Gs to even show up. Wow. Uh, All right, here we go. Christmas-themed cameo quiz. Um, We're going to start with... Like I said, uh, I had to reach a little bit on a couple of these because there's only so many like Christmas-related um, celebrities. So that's okay. We're gonna start with um, Chris Sarandon uh, from *Child's Play*, um, uh, *The Princess Bride*. He's included because he um, he voiced uh, Jack Skellington on uh, *The Nightmare Before Christmas*. And I should specify the reason we do this quiz is because everybody on Cameo is allowed to make their own prices. And uh, I, I, I sometimes the prices are funny to me. So uh, Jay's the object here is for Jay to guess how much a a um, cameo from Chris Sarandon is, and I do give him a twenty dollar buffer each yeah. way. So if you come within forty dollars of it, then you'll be correct. So oh, Chris boy. Sarandon, what do you think?
1: Nightmare for Christmas. Let's go. Um... Hmm. Let's go.
0: $80. Ninety nine, So you got that one. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, following up, uh, we have Miriam Flynn. Do you know who that is? I do not. That's cousin Catherine from all of the uh, vacation movies, oh, okay. including Christmas Vacation. I like her. Yeah, she's funny. Miriam Flynn. What do you think?
1: She's got to be cheap. I'll say thirty bucks.
0: Forty-five. You're two for two. Look Damn. at you
1: breaking it.
0: Um. Okay. Here's one. Okay. Um apparently you don't have to be fucking anybody to have a cameo account anymore cause, uh they have their own in house Santa Claus. So how much for a cameo from Santa?
1: Um uh, trying to think. Are they trying to be they trying to be civil to help the parents out with this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, come on, honey, we need to pay for that.
0: I got your I got your I got your Ooh. toy list, whatever. I'll say forty. Oh shit! I lost it. Give me one sec. Okay. We're gonna build up the suspense here. Come on, drum come on, come on, come on. Oh, sixty-five. You were so close. Damn it.
1: Sixty-five. <sighs> no, that's that's too expensive. Yeah, it's a little much. Because where's that money going? That's going to cameo.
0: I guess, right? Or I guess the the impersonator guy. I don't know. It's, no. Okay, uh, Zach Ward, the bully from A Christmas Story, with the red hair and the, and the raccoon hat, that ends up getting the shit beat out of him.
1: And he was on that TV show Titus, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and I think there was wasn't there a rumor that he did a porn or something?
1: I don't know, but I thought he was pretty funny on Titus, the TV show. I didn't see much of it, but I'll I take thought you he was good. For yeah, it.
0: Zach uh, Ward.
1: Well, he was on Titus. <sighs> I might even go high. I'm thinking maybe 120,
0: 50. Damn it. Oh shit. I'm
1: breaking the cycle. Alright,
0: to 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 get to get you to uh sixty percent, three out of five, here we go. Going back to Christmas vacation. Uh the one, the only Ellen Griswold, Beverly D'Angelo.
1: Oof. Really? Mm hmm. Al Pacino's
0: uh, his old lady, yeah. Okay. Uh... his his whiz. His John.
1: There's no way that she's under, like, 200 or 3 I want to say she's up there. I'll say 250. Oh,
0: 150.
1: Damn it. Well, Uh, I got two this time, folks, instead of just one. Well, here's
0: your bonus, right? Thank you. Okay, I was hoping Uh, there was one. (laughs) So uh, if you you feel like talking to Santa Claus is not sufficient, uh, this time of year, this is no joke, and this feels weird to even say, but you can get a cameo from Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a, a, exactly. That was the same look that I uh, that I gave. So, what do you think? Cameo from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior.
1: Thirty bucks.
0: Twenty-eight. Nice. All right, fifty percent. Look at you. That's one of your better performances. It,
1: it, it is the best performance I think I've ever done.
0: Um. So to follow that up, um, I found this list. I forget what inspired it. I think it was something we were talking about. Um. This is 40 plus discontinued foods from the 90s we wish would come back. Um, so if you if you're sick of us getting nostalgic for the 90s yet, uh, f- uh, p- plus a bunch.
1: Yeah, well, shout out to Watts because she is a she was a big fan of the 3D Doritos, and I guarantee they're on there.
0: French Toast Crunch cereal, yes or no?
1: That's still not it. That's got to. I thought, I be thought still that out. came back. Yeah. yeah.
0: Surge. Surge was my shit. Once, Surge is back too. No, not anymore. When did they take it out? They want to take it off. A couple years ago, nah. I bought. Dude, trust me, I bought a. I bought a sixteen. I bought a sixteen pack off of Amazon. Was when it came good out. though? It wasn't as good as I remembered it. So okay. I don't know if they changed it or just my memories were uh, were askew. But I would get. I would get the uh, the Sur- They had surge on tap at Wawa, and I would get the biggest fountain cup, and I would. I would crush forty four. Wasn't it forty four? Forty four ounce. Yeah. Of- I would crush those 44-ounce uh, surges. Uh, now, I've never heard of this one, Nabisco Giggles. They were a snack cookie with a broad smile and a creamy yeah. filling similar to that of Oreos.
1: Now, were there different faces on it, or was it just the same face? These look different, yeah. Yeah, I believe that I do remember those with the different faces. Don't remember them, though.
0: Crystal Pepsi came back for a little while. That was another one that I tried it. Now, I don't even think I finished the bottle yeah, I that's, bought. that's
1: just a gimmick. That's a Zima gimmick.
0: Oh, I remember the bubble beeper. <laughs>
1: I remember that as well.
0: Uh, it was for the, uh, it's like a for those at home. It's a uh, like a plastic uh, thing shaped like a beeper. And if you're under forty, a beeper was a thing that you would keep on your belt, where people would um, send you their phone number and tell you to call them back.
1: And then you'd go to a payphone. Yeah. And call them. Now, th- they're, now they're just saying they want this to come back. Uh, is that the idea of this, or is it just just discontinued? Yeah, things?
0: forty forty plus discontinued foods from the nineties we wish would come back. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they I don't c- want the beeper back. I could take or leave the beeper. Yeah. yeah, Twix cookies and cream. I thought they brought those
1: back recently too.
0: I don't, I don't think so. But they they have been experimenting with some different Twix flavors yet. Oh, yeah. uh, dude, you remember these Squeezits? They were like pure fucking. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, high fructose corn syrup like. Um, had faces on it, correct? Yeah, they were they were different colors, and they had they had faces. They almost looked like those squeeze bottles of Kool Aid. When I tell you, I drank about six of these one time, and fucking projectile vomited <laughs> a rainbow. It was it was not not pleasant. It
1: tastes like those Sugs, right? Is it Sugs?
0: It just tastes like hugs? oh hugs yeah like the little barrel things. That's what they, they yeah uh, yeah no they they practically like burned your throat. They right. were so
1: acidic. Right. It was it was all the same juice just repackaged. You know what I'm saying? There's I one. Would, I think juice is a charitable way to yeah. put it. No, <laughs> there, it's
0: just just chemicals. There was
1: one vile elixir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> location that gave it out to everybody. Yeah. They, yeah. They fucking. This pour, is blue. Yeah. They this pour, is red.
0: They poured it from a from a landfill or something. Exactly.
1: And we um, all drank it.
0: How about oatmeal swirlers? Uh, uh, I remember that. It was was like, this a breakfast cereal? Uh, it was
1: like, it was like you know the the toaster strudels kind. Oh, of. Oh, so
0: it's like instant oatmeal, and you right. had like a fruit jelly pack to Correct. squeeze into it. I never had it. That looks fun though. I remember
1: those. I think maybe we got them once,
0: but. How about Jasta soda with Gatorade? Gu-
1: <laughs> nope, it's don't cool. remember that. Looks
0: like you got Black Panther on the can there.
1: Wow. That's pretty cool though.
0: It was the actually the first energy drink that a major beverage company in the United States sold. Cool. I thank you and my heart thanks you. <laughs> Ecto Cooler juice boxes came back. I still have some in my fridge actually from a few years ago. <laughs> um they're they're probably shit now. I should yeah. probably throw those out. Never never got into that hype for that. I think they're pretty fucking good. Uh Twix tricks swirls. It looks like some kind of trick cereal yogurt. Okay, yeah, I'm don't. Unfamiliar. Oh dude, peanut butter crisps. These were good. PB Max. Yeah, oh, they no, were they're not PB Max. Like peanut shaped like crunchy things with. Yeah, never we, got into those. Yeah, I thought those were pretty good. Um, Soda Delicious fruit snacks. Yeah, I think I had those. I don't I, I thought they were kind of whatever.
1: Anyone? Anyone remember any of this stuff? Is there anything that you remember? Yeah, out yeah. There? Please, please, please contribute if, if there's Not something Nordic missing Pod, here. NordicPod Butterfinger BBs were cool. They I were, remember the commercial <laughs> with Bart Simpson. They were just. About it. They were
0: just as described. You know, the little BB shaped Butterfingers. Yeah. Yeah. What are your What are your nostalgia foods that you wish would come back? Not NordicPod at Gmail What about this one? The Wonder Ball. It looks like it looks like a chocolate, like a like a Kinder egg, like a like a hollow chocolate ball filled with some other kind of candy.
1: Uh-huh. Looks like garbage.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. Uh apple-flavored fig newtons. Those are probably good. Yeah, those got to be good. Skippy squeeze sticks. Okay. That appears to just be a tube of Skippy peanut butter that you squeeze into your mouth. Yeah. I mean, I like peanut butter, but that seems intense.
1: I think the whole thing was that was like you would bring that and you would bring apples or you'd bring celery oh yeah yeah and you would use it when you got to uh, your location okay? fruit
0: shaped tricks uh, that you can take or leave those oh shit dude fruitopia that that was
1: off the chains I remember I remember Boku more than anything remember Boku uh, I don't really remember Boku Richard Lewis did the the uh, promotion for it
0: <laughs> no but that's awesome that Richard Richard got some, uh, yeah. got, some got some advertising work
1: um, like, I, I mean, do do you remember any of these things from when you were a kid and you went to like school lunch? Uh, yeah was was there like a separation of class when someone came in with their bag lunch and between your bag lunch?
0: No, I think, as a matter of fact, I, I if we're gonna if we're gonna get political, I think that um, not
1: political. Just I,
0: I think that my be- as I recall in elementary school, our school lunches were pretty socialist. We would take like our chips or whatever we got, and like spread out some napkins in the middle of the table, and like just put every shit in a pile, and everybody would share.
1: Oh wow, it's really kind. I, I thought so. Like my my lunch was usually like, peanut butter and jelly, then I would buy a milk. You know, but uh, then I have kids coming in drinking a Boku and a Kudos bar. So you were, you know what I mean? I you, was had, like, you
0: had class envy even for, even as a oh youngster. Oh, my
1: God. I remember one time I brought a soda in and I was like, oh, the elixir, look at this. You know. as,
0: as an aside, I had a friend whose father would bring him uh, um, Burger King Whoppers to sell to kids oh, at lunch.
1: I remember you were telling yeah, me that. Yeah, he
0: ended up in jail for a credit card scam, go figure. Um, um, burgers. Hershey's Bar Nun Bar. I've never heard of that. Sounds pretty good. Uh, At the beginning of the run, they were made with cocoa wafers, peanuts, a chocolate filling, and a milk chocolate coating. Uh, Then they were changed to wafer caramel peanuts and a chocolate coating. That sounds (laughs) fine. They were discontinued in 97. Uh, Keebler baked munchums. Those look like some baked uh, crackers. Uh, Who the fuck cares? Uh, Jello 0123. What the hell is that?
1: zero calories probably
0: um i oh, don't know it's layered a standard jello bottom a custard like middle layer and to top it off with a foamy finish wow that's very uh that's very um like high like um like, yeah. like like sort of gourmet yeah like foam that's that's a that's a gourmet thing that's that's fancy oh shark bites fruit snacks i definitely fuck yeah, with those. those yeah those are good um, Keebler Magic Middles. I don't remember those. I guess they just, like, had some fudge in the middle or something. Sure. Oh, how about this one? This is a weird one. Orbits Water. They were just literally bottles of water with, like, I guess this predated Boba tea or whatever, because this, this was the first thing I remember that just had shit floating in
1: it. Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: I never tried it, but that seemed, uh, that seemed sketchy. <laughs>
1: Melody Pops, some sort of pop. yeah. You don't remember those? They were flutes. Oh, that's right. Pull, yeah, it, it was like a lollipop
0: that you could kind of make music on, yep, right? Yep,
1: everyone hated those when I got them. There, PB Max. PB
0: Max. Were were those good? I don't really remember. Yeah, they were good. Pop-Tarts Crunch. That's funny because they just came out with a new Pop-Tarts cereal. So everything, everything comes full yeah. circle. Life Savers Holes so like I, oh, I remember the these kind of kinda... the yeah. yeah so it's like okay it's like I get... a tic
1: tac half a tic tac almost
0: hmm. yeah that's just, I don't think those need to I, yeah I don't believe that these people really think these 40 things will need to come back do yeah you? I
1: think they're just things like come on there's two things I really want but everything else let's just throw it on there
0: Flintstones push pops they came in Bedrock Berry, Lime Rock Lime, and Yabba Dabba do Orange. Yum. Sherbert Push-Ups. Yeah, I would try those. Give me them. Jumpin' Jack Cheese Doritos. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd try those.
0: Endorsed by Jay Leno, apparently. That's why. You, you're a sucker for advertising. You saw Jay on TV, like, try these Doritos.
1: No, <laughs> like, no. The, those, the one Doritos that they came out with not too long ago, the Jack Doritos. Yeah. I'm on a
0: mission I
1: am on a mission to try and find any of those when they come back
0: out I'll keep an eye out for you Mickey's Parade Ice Pops now these look to me like those standard like the ones you get in the um, uh, the freezer aisle where it's just like red, purple, or orange it looks like just regular like popsicles just shaped like Disney characters but
1: it's like the ice like icy you know like when you bite into it you can taste the frozen ice crystals in there you know what I mean like they're not good
0: uh, triple power push pops. These are little, uh, lollipop things that I didn't care about. <laughs> Hostess Choco Dials. Man, th- I'll tell you what, th- this is not the same old shit. Like, I've seen lists like this before. This is naming some things I've never heard of before. Yeah, Hostess
1: Choco Dials.
0: They're basically Twinkies with the addition of a chocolate coating. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Dear Lord. Me. Oh Jay, that was Yeah. Okay, now we're coming to one that I was these Snapple element drinks. Okay, these I drank are a, awesome. I drank a lot of these. Alright bro,
1: on the count of three, name your favorite Snapple drink. Ready? One, one two, two, three, three. rain. rain. Uh-huh. Oh damn. <laughs> Look at that. Rain was good, though. Rain was, rain was my jam. Yeah,
0: fire was my first exposure to dragon fruit. I, as a matter of fact, I think, I think the first time I bought it, I might have thought it was made up. Like, oh, Snapple, like, making up fruits. <laughs> There's no such thing as a dragon fruit.
1: One time we were playing a show, and we bought a thing of rain, and we bought all these energy drinks. There was an energy drink called Piranha Balls. Balls with a Z, right? Yeah, yeah. And we sure. grabbed all them, and we put it into this giant two-liter bottle, Sean. From first off, snowmanskate.com, drank he, the entire thing.
0: That was a bad. That was a bad oh idea. My, he
1: was up the entire time. He drove down and then drove all the way back. From <laughs> Jesus, the show. He um, was obliterated. There was
0: also a carrot one that was pretty good. I think it was called yeah. Spark. Um, Jello pudding pops are the next one. Do you want to use this opportunity to do a Bill no, Cosby no,
1: impression? No, everyone or? does. No. No. See, if you're gonna do it, do one of Picture Pages. <laughs>
0: Cheetos Pauls, so they're just Cheetos shaped like Paul's, yeah. I guess, Reggie bar, oh shit, I've heard of this, yeah, Reggie Jackson had his own candy bar where are the
1: uh, where are the three d Doritos
0: milk chocolate candy bar filled with peanuts and caramel, sure, why not, okay, Oreo big stuff, don't those still exist? Those are s- stupid,
1: those um, are disgusting
0: there you go, Doritos three <laughs> d there you go
1: for watts. Uh,
0: Popular choice during the 90's To pack in your lunch or grab as an after school snack Sprinkle Spangles That was a cereal I vaguely remember that Yeah me too Um,
1: How do you like this list folks
0: (laughs) I I can never tell what's good or not Uh, I'm having fun So you guys can can plus 15 if you're not Oh here we go McDonald's Arch Deluxe What, What was this again
1: It was the adult burger
0: well, that seems like ill. I hope the ad ad exec that came up with that got fired.
1: Did you read it? It says it's like a Dijon mustard or something like that. Like that was like the difference.
0: Who cares? <laughs> God damn. Um, Dan and sprinkles. I don't care. Jello salads. What?
1: What well, is could... actually sold?
0: Yeah. Uh, these gelatin molds were a huge hit for years before officially being discontinued in the 90s. And sure, strawberry pretzel salads are still all the rage, but there are many others that are no longer. I can't believe you could actually buy those. That's interesting. Berry Berry Kicks. I thought we always thought Kicks was kind of a bullshit Hold cereal. on,
1: Berry Berry Kicks, but isn't that Paw Patrol on the front? Yeah. So it has to be fairly recently that it was discontinued. Hmm. I was okay with Kicks. Look
0: at you using your detective skills. Uh, <laughs> you know... This is not a um, not, not a recurring theme that I that I meant to come up with, but Oreo O cereal. I threw up a couple of bowls of those one time too. Really? <laughs> Sometimes I just uh, go a little too far with the sugary shit. Um, <laughs>
1: Must have really enjoyed it, or you really hated it?
0: Tongue splasher's gum. Those were awesome. Yeah, yeah. I used to. Uh, there was a like a little a, a little general store near where I went to grade school. Like. If I had a little uh, little change in my pocket, like a quarter would get you five of those or something.
1: Going Chang-a-Lang-a-Lang. Yeah, if you... if you, The whole thing was was for spitting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. And God knows when you're a kid, you, you want to be able to spit cool.
1: Right, and isn't that something from the Willy Wonka where he, he talks about that? He's like, change your spit and spit of the rainbow or something um, like that. He's, it, it's like, he says I it think real quick.
0: Well, I think it's something um, Violet says, but yeah. Yeah. Um Pop Tarts Crunch. So apparently there was another Pop Tart cereal, so this is a recurring thing. Gator Gum. Gatorade Gum. I remember that. I remember that, that well, too. It was yes. good, but it lost its flavor in like two seconds. Immediately. Um Nintendo cereal. I remember that. Yeah, I, I think I always wanted that but I never got it. Oh dude, ninja Ninja Turtle ice cream with the uh, fucking gumball eyeballs. That yep. shit's pretty off the chains. I remember those. Fruit string thing That was underwhelming Oh dude Rice Krispies treats Best cereal In the cereal game In my humble opinion In
1: your humble opinion Right
0: What's your favorite cereal Of all time Have we talked about this
1: Uh I'm a basic I mean I like Brand cereal Hmm. I know this hmm. is
0: this is another thing you don't need the the hubba, hubba bubba, bubba bubble. Remember, it was just filled with powder that that tasted like bubble gum. Was it? Yeah, powdery candy and nuggets of gum. I remember When you chewed of gum. it, it would take on the same consistency the, the consistency that you would expect from a stick of gum. That's gross, dude. Yes, that, that is. Fuck that shit. <laughs> um, here's another one. You uh, kudos kudos were uh, a symbol of class warfare in your world.
1: Yes, they were. Yep, kudos bar.
0: And that's that see so listeners do you have anything to add do you
1: uh, remember boku do you remember the richard lewis boku commercials
0: but Bo- now that was a drink you said yes boku drink yeah there he is look at oh i remember that now yeah yeah no that looked a little too adult for me that packaging like look at that packaging it's a little too um
1: no i know that's what i'm saying hold on here i will play i will play a commercial that song? because you know that's- Oh, my gosh. It is. Yo, check this
0: out. Boku, exclusive cutting-edge music offer, a sampler of the newest, hottest alternative rock acts.
1: See, that's awesome. I want that.
0: Yeah, that was kind of ahead of its time in terms of marketing, right?
2: I'd say let's have a nice white grape raspberry Boku. (laughs) We're adults. We can choose. Boku is adult. Adult flavors. Oh, so that was what they're really... We're talking full-tap here can you believe she wouldn't even let me go to the juice box aisle and she'd drive by the supermarket <laughs> to see if my car was parked outside I hear now she's seeing a juice box counselor all I wanted was a Boku Boku fruit juice cooler from McCain is that too much to ask
0: I guess so
1: yeah I guess so Richard Lewis is a stand up comedian from the 80s, 90s era. Yeah, in case you're, in case you're under in case 40 you're wondering, and you don't yeah. know who
0: Richard who Richard Lewis is. Yeah. Um, so that's that. Um, did you like that segment? Did, did you did enjoy? Before?
1: Yeah. Do you
0: have anything to add? NotNordicPod at gmail.com. We, we like to reminisce about our childhood. So. Yeah,
1: so if you have anything that you remember when you were a kid that you used to look forward to, I remember personally Mr. Green Soda. It was a Sobe Soda.
3: Oh, and, uh, yeah, right, right. Really
1: enjoyed it. It was like a, like, to me, I always it always remembered of like a Dr. Pepper and a Cherry Coke mixed together with like a hint of pepper. Does so that make like, sense? So it was, it was like,
0: because you know, like, at least once at Chuck E. Cheese or wherever the hell you were when you were a kid, everybody took a soda cup and did a little bit of right. each of the sodas walked, once, Walk right? down the line, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, I can't, I think anybody who says they've never done that in their life is lying.
1: They are. They are big time liars. Just like that band that said they listened to our podcast. How dare you?
0: Well, The band uh, Last week Well I, I'm not going to name them But you know I did watch um, Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson's movie That came after Boogie Nights Uh huh And then I went to a uh, I went to take a walk In the blank
1: Oh Right I gotcha <laughs>
0: Anyway um, So I, I think we've talked about that long enough And I think it's time to do Punching Bags What do you think? See See
1: Let's do it The world said it sucked but we
0: of the evening uh the world famous punching bags. Yeah. Wherein we re-examine pieces of pop culture that have been shitted upon by the general public or the critics or both and decide whether or not they deserve to be shitted upon. We are currently um, uh, reviewing things that neither of us have any particular uh, feelings or attachments to going in. Uh, they've been pulled from the completely neutral punching bag bag. Meg. Which uh, has been contributed to by both of us. Um, We do one movie and one piece of music per week. Last week we started with movies, Um, so this week we'll start music. Uh, This week's uh, music selection is uh, by me. Cutting uh, Crew. Cutting Crew. uh, Broadcast. Broadcast from...
1: 1986?
0: 86, I believe, yeah. Yes. So why did you pick this? Uh, I literally was in Wawa and I was standing in line and I did their their huge hit I just died in your arms tonight came on and I was grooving to it and I was like shit this is pretty good and then I was like I wonder if this band has any other good songs on this album. And so or on any album so right. here here we are. Nice. So um I thought this record was rad. I really I really liked it. I it, I wanted to listen to it once more cuz you know obviously we took a week off so I It's faded in my memory a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I remember jamming to it pretty hard.
1: Uh, The song for the Mockingbirds, is that one of the songs on there? One for
0: the Mockingbirds. One for
1: the Mockingbirds. Yeah. That song ruled pretty hard. Yeah, it's... um, But everything else kind of just blended into each other for me. There was was nothing that really stood out where I was like, oh yeah, this song rules. Uh, Wait a minute, there's one song called Lovers in a Dangerous Life. Is that what it's called?
0: Life in a Dangerous Time. That's what I said, bro. You want to give you want to give us a little Life in a Dangerous Time?
1: Uh it reminds me of there's um there's an artist called Bruce Coburn. Have you heard of him? Sounds familiar. It's uh shout out to Spencer from Discount Cemetery. DiscountCemetery.com. Uh promo code not nordic pod 20 at checkout 20% off and a free gift. A free gift. He loved this song called "Lovers in a Dangerous Time," so when I saw that, it just you know.
0: Yeah, I think I think that song sounds familiar. Uh, So let's go. Interestingly, uh, under critical reception on um, uh, Wikipedia, um, uh, contemporary to the album, reception to the album was mixed from critics and muted commercially. Both the album and the band have been looked upon more positively in hindsight. In retrospective review, Michael Sutton of AllMusic gave the album four stars. He said the album, quote, never deserved the hacking it received from critics. Right. And said that, quote, the slick guitar rock on broadcast may not have wowed the rock and roll intelligentsia, but it's a guaranteed crowd pleaser, an underrated collection of simple, heartfelt love songs and up-tempo pop that reside between the stylistic boundaries of new wave and mainstream rock.
1: See that's where I kind of diff- I don't I don't hear the rock I definitely hear the like
0: it's, it's yep.
1: but it still has that synthy
0: yeah well I mean it wasn't 80s. The birth, yeah I like it
1: yeah this song was yeah I agree this song was pretty good that's
0: like a good boy he looks good voice.
3: Yeah, I was driving around. The end of the day. Yeah, that song rolls.
1: One for the Multi So, yeah, I thought thought that song was good and, and um, the dangerous. What was it called again? <laughs> Life in a dangerous time. I thought that song was good as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the one for the Mockingbirds definitely stuck out.
1: stuck out at me too. But but that's the problem. Everything else kind of just blended together for me. Okay. And uh, I tried to I tried to like really listen to it, and they the thing I like about them is they didn't get into like the Culture Club look or like the um, um, flock of seagulls look like they they stayed pretty pretty much like no, I mean, they were there I mean, they just like like dire straits, look at like the guys from Dire Straits, you know, what I mean? just average dudes playing music, they didn't get into like a gimmick or anything, you know what I mean that's what I liked about them as well. Here's the thing I thought while listening to this, and this might be
0: a total um a total bit of like uh sacrilege to some, yeah. I think if The Cure had written this record, like, it'd be, like, somewhere towards the middle of their discography. Okay. Dude's killing it on the bass right now. Yeah, I love...
1: I don't know. It's it's de- like, It definitely has that feel of, you know, like an 80s movie. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, every song could be thrown into any movie back then and it would fit in perfectly.
0: I love, like, a big... I love a big, like, soaring anthemic vocal and I feel like... Do you? Yeah.
1: So then, yeah, I can see you loving this quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that part's very 80s, certainly, but... Yeah. All right, so t- tell us... <laughs> tell us what... Tell us what you wanted to play here. What do you mean? Do, are we are we doing the...
1: Oh, okay, so... The the thing about this album, the thing about this song, it to me it'll always come back to a Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell and Horatio Sands, where they play um, wedding musicians at a wedding. So I want to play this. Stick with it, folks. I hope you enjoy it. And you're right, Chuck. It's not playing. <laughs> it's been playing all night through the entire through the entire time, and now it's not gonna play. So that is very frustrating, and Chuck is not helping me vamp here. He's on Instagram, texting people. Let's see. Oh, you know why? Probably because the Boku commercial was playing in the background. Let's see if that was the uh, reason. You know what I'm saying? That was not the reason.
0: One for the mocking Is it really not playing? It's really not playing. I thought, I thought you were doing a bit. I dude. was
1: not doing a bit. That is so frustrating, because folks, if you haven't heard through the entire.
0: Yeah, uh and. <laughs> last week as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> last
1: week it just kept playing. I couldn't couldn't stop it. It would just play out of nowhere.
0: Well, anyway, so. I I really liked I really liked this guy's voice, uh Nick Van Eed. Um Yeah, it's it's definitely I can see where like it gets a little drowned in like synths and stuff like that sometimes. But I mean, that was just the times. It's if it's, if it's something you can't get on board with, I certainly understand. Right. Um but yeah, I. I all, right. all right. Here we go. Anyway,
2: Denise, when I look back at the three years we've known each other, I realize that I am the luckiest guy in the world. Oh,
0: sweetie. In fact, I. I just
3: died in your arms tonight. Must have been something she. Uh,
2: I know. Too early again. Sorry. Trigger happy. We'll get it. We'll get it. As I was saying,
0: honey. I I died in your arms tonight. Must have be been something. No. Come on. Did you listen to anything I said? I mean, really, when to come in? Any of that?
1: Honey, did you actually pick that song? Because you know that's really not our song. No, of course not. <laughs>
2: Guys, you were supposed to play the Louis Armstrong song. Wait a minute no way man. wait a minute no way man listen you told us very clearly
1: over the phone that you wanted i just in parentheses yep. died in your arms tonight by the cutting crew and i will take that to the grave with me honey all right are they the cutting crew
0: i thought it was so, just kinda... it doesn't matter
1: what you see. so if you want to see that it's on vimeo as the wedding singers Will Farrell and Joshua Jackson I don't know that's the guy from uh, Dawson's Creek Yeah yeah so go on there check it out on Vimeo it is a hilarious skit why one that plugging, Will Farrell
0: Why you plugging Boba Bobo ass underground uh, No I'm just kidding
1: Well Vimeo Yeah I don't know
0: Or you can fucking join Hulu and why and watch Saturday Night Live motherfucker
1: Or what they well they've been cutting out a lot of sk- uh, skits and stuff on there no so. I know
0: I'm just kidding I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of watching anything you can for free there you go you know that so you, you've, almost report, you've almost reported me to, uh, to, to the proper authorities for bootlegging a few times did I? <laughs> I think you've joked about it yeah
1: well <laughs> I should
0: anyway uh, I will definitely listen to this Cutting Crew record again and I give it an 8
1: give it an eight. wow an 8
0: I love this record love love this record
1: yikes i will give this since i'm really going to be trying to be honest with my ratings i'm going to give this a i'll give this a four, a four is, okay. yeah you know it's that's, not, fair. it's that's fair it's not something i will listen to again uh i listened to it. i'm glad i heard the whole album yeah it's, but,
0: i mean that's what this is for right we're filling exactly. we're uh, filling in our blank spots if you will
1: you're right and i will give this a four and I'm really trying to be honest about my my ratings. So I'm really trying to really think about it because...
0: Yeah, your some of your ratings on that snack segment we did a couple of weeks ago were pretty insane. Were they? <laughs> You'll have to go back.
1: <gasps> well, I, th- I think that... I think I realized that when I gave the Bruce Willis album I think, a I th- two, I was like, what am I talking... I just said I liked it. And there were a lot of songs I liked.
0: I, th- I think you gave the uh, I think you gave the fucking the shitty candy corn the best rating that day or something. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: on board with that. Yeah, it was bad, but I still liked it.
0: All right, let's bring this bad boy in for a landing and talk about Trees Lounge. The directorial debut from 1996 of one Steve Buscemi. Yes. Um. So the first thing, I've always meant to watch this movie, so I thought it was cool that you put this in the bag. Why did you put this in the bag?
1: It was just one of those things where I tried to find something that I never saw, figured you never saw as well, and just wanted something that we could, you know, yeah, um, enjoy and watch.
0: Which, by the way, this and Surfer, dude, were both on a really cool and free streaming video site called Tubi. So shout out shout out to Tubi.
1: It was on Prime, too. Oh, it was, was it? Yes.
0: Um. So uh, the first thing I noticed uh, with this is there's a ton of connections to The Sopranos. Yes, there, there is. There, uh, I can't. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five actors. Yeah, uh, Carmelo's
1: the f- mother's in it.
0: Yeah, look at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at you, good eye. Um, the uh, Vito Vito's wife.
1: Oh, is she is she his um his pregnant
0: ex girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, obviously Michael Imperioli is in I think one scene. Um, John Ventimiglia, who played uh, Artie Bucco, is in one scene. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays the the mechanic who uh, Steve Buscemi asks him to keep his foot on the gas of his car so it doesn't stall.
1: Right, he runs the uh, the restaurant. Yeah, right. yeah. I like him as an actor by the way. Yeah, no, I think he's excellent. Yeah,
0: he's g I mean he's great in Sopranos. I, I haven't seen him in a ton, but um yeah, so Steve, um it's a very simple little movie. Um you know, it's it's written and directed by by Steve Buscemi. It's not uh much like uh Surfer Dude or whatever the fuck that was. Um it's not super like heavily plotted, but it's it sort of just, like, tells of a few people's lives who spend a lot of time in this bar called Tree's Lounge in a weird, like, kind of suburban town that I don't think ever gets named.
1: Looks like, like, New York or something like that, like uh, the suburbs of New York or Yeah,
0: something. Yeah, because at some point, um, one of the characters, uh, played by Mark Boone Jr., who I knew as Bobby Elvis from Son, uh, Sons of Anarchy, um his wife leaves him and she says she if she they get back together she wants to move upstate or to the city so i don't know maybe they're on long island or something i i don't know
1: i believe it was shot in the bronx and all that kind of stuff you know i think at the very end
0: uh yeah that's i mean that sounds right um yeah so it's 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 a it's a strange movie but strange in kind of a good way um it's 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 weirdly funny at times considering how dark it is because every everybody in this movie's fucked up like it's it's a really kind of dark character study. Um, Steve Buscemi I guess would would be the lead and he plays a guy who um, he worked as a mechanic and he gets into it with his old boss who ends up firing him and um, dating his um, his girlfriend who is pregnant with what everybody seems pretty confident is actually Steve Buscemi's child. Uh, that role is played by Anthony LaPaglia, who, uh, despite being in American movies for a long time, it doesn't seem to ever fully be able to lose his Australian accent.
1: Um, I thought he was excellent in this movie.
0: He was alright, yeah. He doesn't have a lot to do, but yeah. I'm
1: saying his acting was good, especially with him and his uh, his girlfriend or his wife.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they're married or not. That's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Um, so this is just him stumbling around, kind of just being a fucking mess yeah and, um yeah i don't really know any, and everybody else and the uh, other people in his orbit are also messes to varying degrees um
1: i just I, the thing thing I noticed about this movie is that the other characters like the secondary characters were all excellent yeah yeah, all it's, of them.
0: It's, yeah it's a really it's a really um everybody's really fleshed out yeah totally
1: yeah the um i think the best was <laughs> when his spoiler alert plus 15 for well, this
0: 24 year old film when
1: his uncle died and he went to the funeral and he saw his other uncle
0: his uncle played by the great Seymour Cassell who's
1: yes and you know what I hate him really I, th- I think he's a terrible actor I don't think he's good I, th- I hate him in Beer League he was excellent in this movie so it just goes to show
0: he's been in like 4,000 movies though. you're judging him on Beer League yep nice. <laughs> yes I am
1: but this at this I thought he was re- he was really good He was really good in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's a great actor, in my opinion. Um, Not that he has a ton to do, but, yeah. Um, Yeah, Carol Kane, who's, you know, fun, is usually a comedic actress, plays one of the bartenders. Oh,
1: she was excellent, too. Yeah,
0: Mimi Rogers, uh, one of the shittier Baldwin brothers, has a few scenes. He was
1: really good in it, too, was it? um, Danny Baldwin. Yeah. Daniel.
0: Yeah, uh, Debbie. Ma- a very young Debbie Mazur has a couple of scenes.
1: Chloe Savini.
0: Yeah, Chloe Savini. Man, that was dark.
1: Yes, it was very dark.
0: Yeah, and the whole thing is, <sighs> man. It's it's interesting to think like, so I mean, I'll just say in general, I I like this movie quite a bit. I don't I don't know what you thought. Um, it's interesting to try to talk about what sort of themes you glean from it. I think like is is there is there any kind of hope for Steve Buscemi's character at the end of this or is this just all about like a guy hitting
1: rock bottom he's just so self-destructive and he's such a dirtbag you know that's what i realize through this through this whole movie you know where he's uh he makes out with the he yeah he makes ma- makes he, out with the woman at the party he tries to technically i guess Take the other woman Out of the bar And take him up to his To his apartment to, Yeah you was know, try she, and take advantage of her She was passed out She was passed out Tried to take advantage of her And her friend stepped in And saved her He's constantly drinking He hooks up with a 17 year old girl yep. He is a dirtbag. He's There's no There's nothing good about him Yeah that's, that, that's the thing I Like as I was watching I was like Am I supposed To care About him Cause That's, like, that's Yeah that's, Cause that's, I Yeah cause I didn't
0: Sure yeah, and that's well that's one thing like if you if there if you require somebody to kind of um latch onto or sympathize with in a movie, this movie may cause problems there, you know what I mean? Cuz like there there's nobody good or kind really and except I was going to say except maybe his his ex-girlfriend, but it seems like she kind of I mean, if she completely like walked out of his life and is carrying his child and won't acknowledge it, that's kind of shitty too. So
1: but how long... Because they were together for eight years, they said. Yeah. And he... I don't know. I don't think that he was a good person to her. I don't think he was a good...
0: No, it didn't seem like it. And then... Oh, at the so... Yeah, so he makes a Spoiler alert He makes out with Chloe Savini Who was 22 at this point I looked it up So it, it made me feel Like a little less gross about it So at least the character Was played by someone Comfortably of right, age Right, of, of age, right Yeah um, Chloe Savini's father Figures out what happened And beats on her And there's, there's a a, real, a scene that I found Really gut-wrenching Where she's She's got bruises and she calls Steve Buscemi up and says, Hey, can I come over? Like she my my dad hit me and all of this. Right. And he's like he's just like, I don't think that's a good idea. Like just completely like not being in tune with any of her pain. <laughs> and I was like, Man, this is dark shit. Right,
1: yeah, he's he's only protecting himself because he knows if she goes over then he's gonna have to deal with her yeah. dad. And the, but, and the thing is that he, she covered for him. Yes, that's why she got beat. Yep. And then when he found, then when he didn't do anything, she told her dad, and that's then he du- came over and came after him. That's dark shit, man. Yeah, it's very disgusting. And, all and, that stuff.
0: And it's 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 weird though, because uh, uh, there are a couple like mildly funny moments in the whole movie, like. Considering how dark the subject matter is, it's impressive that he squeezes anything lighthearted out of it. You know what I mean?
1: If you took Steve Buscemi out of that movie...
0: Well, I mean, Steve Buscemi is this movie, though. He wrote and directed
1: it. I'm saying, but if you took his character out, not him as a person. Yeah. I like Steve Buscemi as an actor. He's one of my this, absolute favorites. But this character that he is portraying...
0: That's right. Let's put him in Banger War one of these weeks. That's a good idea. Okay, yeah, I'm
1: <laughs> down with that. Um, I feel that the movie would be a more um, entertaining and enjoyable movie without his character in it because...
0: But I don't think that's what he was looking
3: for. You're right.
1: Yeah. You're you're, you're absolutely right, and I understand that, and I guess it's selfish of me to want a movie that I can enjoy because I like the dark humor. I like when he goes and sees his other uncle at the uh, funeral and then his him and his wife start arguing. Yeah, and he doesn't you know?
0: he doesn't know who uh Michael Imperi he's hugging Michael Imperioli and he was yeah. who's this? That was kind of right. funny.
1: He's like oh, I haven't seen you since the wedding. He's like oh yeah. yeah. I wasn't and he, there. Right, Yeah, and there was <laughs> like yeah you weren't at the wedding. He wasn't at the wedding. But I mean when he sees when he sees his uncle and he's like uh he's like um yeah he's not breathing anymore. He's like your brother just died. Can we not argue, you know? Yeah. It's just that that uh, investment in their characters, I love when character when uh, actors do that. Yeah, when they go all out, and then when he started, you know, ugh, just creeping on Chloe Savini the entire time.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very um, it's very
1: uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I think it's meant to be. And there's uh, the the one thing I'll say is um, the last shot of this movie uh he goes back to his Bar Trees lounge and is kind of seems to be just kind of like thinking about all the ways in which his life has kind of gone wrong and he orders a beer and the last, I would say, thirty seconds or so of the movie is just him sitting there with his beer and kind of facing forward. And I think it's a testament to what a good actor Steve Buscemi is. Is I you can see I, I could see his mind working in that scene even with no dialogue and just like the sort of uh, like coming to the sort of realization about his situation and like, I don't know, like it's almost like you watch him like give up for good. <laughs> like I found that last scene like really, like sort of tough to tough to watch, especially for just being a close up of a guy with no
1: no dialogue. But you know, you just you just made me realize. Go ahead. Remember, he came downstairs and he sat in the dude's seat. They're like you're sitting in his seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you so think he that, th- that he last thinks he's scene... the
0: new guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I never. Th- I didn't put that together till you just said that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. it's dark, but it's cool. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but in uh, on Wikipedia, David Chase, uh, in terms of like the uh, the the character, the characterization, and like the 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 tone of. The Sopranos he actually cites Tree's Lounge as one of his influences wow. and it was actually the reason he, he was uh, compelled to cast Steve Buscemi as Tony Blundetto.
1: yeah I think I think that was excellent
0: and obviously I mean he cast several people from, from, this, from this movie so obviously he thinks a lot of it um yeah, I mean uh, this is a, this is a movie that I've always, as a Steve Buscemi fan, I've always meant to get around to this. So this was, you know, for all the times I've been like, yeah, motherfucker, I don't want to watch that with stuff that came out, stuff that came out of the uh, the bag. So this was this was a pleasant change of pace, and I appreciated that.
1: You know what I really liked about this movie too? If if I don't know if you noticed this, but the long held shots, like there was a lot of shots that were held.
0: Yeah, he's a very he's a very um. He's a very confident director considering it was his first time, but I mean, he also if you look, I mean, he'd done all this before plus working in theater. So I mean, he was a he was a seasoned actor by that right. point by the point he tried directing. So, you know, it's he probably knew exactly what he wanted. He had already done he had already done his weird little cameo in Billy Madison by this point. <laughs> it's weird to think like he's got such a strange filmography like if you look before Trees Lounge, he did a short film. Before that, Escape from LA. Before that, Fargo. Before that, Desperado, and then after Trees Lounge, he did a movie called Kansas City. And then after that, he did Con Air. So, I mean, he's just—he man, that dude rules. I, I got—I got a lot—I got a lot of love for Steve Buscemi.
1: I think you are right with the Banger War there with all those movies that he was in.
0: Yeah, all right. So we'll have to—we'll have to note that.
1: <laughs> um, the, when... He's in Hubie Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. When uh Clove Savini at the very end, you know, tries tries to leave. Mm-hmm. Leaves with a boyfriend, he yeah. has a shirt. Do you see what the shirt said?
0: Uh I, I didn't catch it, no.
1: It said, uh it was a Skid Row uh shirt. Oh, oh shit. So it said Skid Row came to the Metal Lands. Meadowlands is crossed out, it says Metal Lands. Yeah. Kicked ass and split. Metal Lands Arena. Um East Rutherford, New Jersey. Find me
0: that shirt on eBay. I want it.
1: <laughs> Fuck, that's so sick. Yeah, I'm just showing it to Chuck right now. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if awesome. I mentioned
0: it on the podcast listeners, but I fucking love Skid Row. Do you? Oh, my God. Their first album's amazing.
1: I have never listened to it. Oh, my God. Well, might have to put that in the bag,
0: bro. I don't, oh, God. Uh, dude, I'm listening to that on the way home now, and I'm turning it up <laughs> real loud.
1: So, you did like this movie? Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll give this... Uh, I'm kind of on the fence between a 7 and 8, so I'll say a 7.5. 7.5. 7.5 Viking broadswords.
1: Alright, I will give this... Damn. Because this was was pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 7. Straight 7 Diamond Encrusted Battle Axes. Come on, 7! So now... I watched it to the very end, of course. And like a lot of you people know out there, I found... What do you mean, you people? I mean, everyone that's out there listening to the podcast. Oh, okay. So, there is a song by the band called Alcohol Funny Car called Shapes.
0: Oh, my God. You love that song. I
1: love that song. Go back
0: to whatever episode it was we talked about brain scan.
1: Well, I think that I found another song at the end of a, of a movie... Oh. Yeah. Oh you got it you got another it was, uh, it was closing credit song? Left? Yes, It was on this. Check this out. Listen to that bass. Bass Love it so much.
0: Kind to think what just reminds me of Eden. Did he just say, I sit here and do the class? Yeah. So he wrote it He for the tour. Damn. I need to yeah, I like yeah. wow. yeah, it.
2: That's why I got listed in the uh, credits. Very 1996. <laughs> Very
0: 1996.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So do they have a
0: record or something?
1: There This is this song is not on any album. It's only on the soundtrack. Oh. But they they do have albums out now, but they do not sound as good as that, though. That's
0: All the right. problem. Alright, fair enough. They have progressed musically. Progress beyond being awesome? Correct. God damn it. I know. Alright, well that's gonna wrap things up. Let's explain what, what we're gonna do. We're gonna a, enter a strain we're gonna do uh christmas e punching bags, but as we're gonna do it a little bit different basically since there's only so many christmas movies we we talked amongst ourselves and uh, basically programmed um punching bags for the next uh couple of weeks so what we're gonna do um for uh next week uh the the hell day is that the sixteenth So, for those of you who aren't familiar, in 1997, um, there was a direct-to-video slasher comedy film called Jack Frost it takes place <laughs> takes place in the fictional town of Snowminton where on the week before Christmas a truck ga- carrying serial killer Jack Frost to his execution crashes into a genetics truck the genetic material causes Jack's body to mutate and fuse together with the snow on the ground Jack is presumed dead and his body melts away however he comes back as a killer snowman and takes revenge on the man who finally caught him so, we're going to watch the fuck out of that. And then the, ne- the next year, Jack Frost, 1998, starring Michael Keaton and Kelly Preston. Keaton plays the title character, a father killed in a car accident before coming back to life as a snowman. This sounds bad in a whole different kind of way. We're going to watch the fuck out of that, too. We're-
1: so, two Jack Frost movies are coming up for you.
0: Jack Frost times two. What about Christmas week, Jay? Is that, is that what you're asking? Yes. Well... Uh, the 1974 film, Black Christmas, is cited as one of the first slasher films. And for some odd reason, it's was remade. it been remade twice over the years. Once in 2006, uh, starring Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, a.k.a. Harriet the Spy, oh, yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Lacey Chabert from Party of Five, and other people. And then it was also remade last year. Now, this one stars... Uh, Imogen Poots which is the best name ever right. and some other people um, so we're going to watch both Black Christmas remakes for Christmas um, now I've seen both of these and um, I can tell you um, in case you're worried it's not the same movie the, the 2019 one is very very different okay. to the point where I'm not sure why they even bothered calling it Black Christmas so it's it's it'll be an interesting compare and contrast, I think.
1: Nice, I'm excited for that. Um, so
0: so that's be on the lookout if you want a punching bag along with us for Christmas. Uh, Jack Frost times two, followed by Black Christmas times, <laughs> times two, <laughs> and that's gonna do it for tonight. Um,
1: Thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, <laughs> it really does mean a lot to us that you listen.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. If you write if you, if you, in, if you enjoyed fucking hearing us tick off different '90s candies, uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Uh, that's I, you know, I can. It's funny here. I'll show you. Um, I was talking to a, a, an old friend of mine who listens sometimes, and um, she she said, uh, "I'm so behind on your podcast." and i said here that's what i said i said it's the ultimate low stress thing we do it cuz we have fun doing it any listeners is just a bonus yeah that's seriously. that's that's truly how we feel i mean not that we we not that we don't appreciate you guys but it's just we like we like bullshit with each other so hopefully you guys enjoy it too uh discount uh not nordic pod 20 at checkout Get yourself twenty percent off some horror swag. Uh, they just and a dro- gift, and a gift. They just dropped a, a new Burbs tee, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's that pretty, is it's, awesome. It's I, pretty good. I
1: try to drop the hint to Watts pretty hard that <laughs> I wanted something along those lines for Christmas, but we'll see. <laughs> Watts cough cough.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, three uh, D. Uh, what's uh, our friend Greg? Uh, the now uh, former uh, guest Greg
1: right yeah 3d custom prints studio uh yeah all one word
0: yeah uh get your if you have a 3d figure for table gaming or something you can send greg the sti file and he will print it out for you yes and if you enter not nordic at checkout you get a discount of some sort i believe
1: and don't forget if you have a favorite tj time moment yeah. Right in, and TJ will hook you up with something.
0: Yeah. Follow TJ. at Tony Touchdown on Instagram. Uh, my uh, the first
1: muckbanger in America in 2010. TJ. If you find, if Represent. you find,
0: if you find my band, the Mad Splatter on Bandcamp, I made uh, when COVID hit. I made all of our music free to download. Literally, like we have like five or six releases. So. Um, the, I decided until the world is a little a little more normal again. If anybody, uh, if it makes anybody a little bit happier to download some of our music for free, you go ahead and uh, you go ahead and have at it. Eventually, we'll start charging a little bit again. So, so fair enough. Yeah. So all all of our music's for free. We've got uh, forty or fifty songs or something. So have at it if you if you like us. And that's that's that. I think, right? I you, think, you, you don't have anything. I think that's what we got. Let's just talk know? for 20 love, man. Yeah. Is what, what I got. got. Uh, <laughs> please remember, and this is very important. I can't really, I can't stress this enough that you should always swerve the yonk, go Uncle, Uncle Buck, Buck wild, wild, and most importantly, you need to remember that we are not, not Nordic. Nordic. Good night. We will see you next. Bye. Week. Bye.